Hello. Hi. Oh, hey. Oh, hi. Hey. Oh, God. I, I thought I lost you for a minute. I couldn't hear you. Oh. It's, I'm, I'm it's, Hope. I'm Brandy. Oh. Got a little scary there for a minute. Started out nice, yeah. but I'm here. I'm always here. Oh, my here. God. I thought you were just, you had gone. I thought you had evaporated. You yeah. weren't there for me in the void. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. It's been a hard time. And I want to be here for you. I do. It's like hard time, like generally or like um, personally? Just to explain, give some context to the viewers of what we went through to get to this point. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> we can tell them about that. Um, I don't understand time zones. And me and Brandy live on opposite coasts. Yes. First, number yes. one. Mm-hmm. Um, the times were gotten wrong twice. <laughs> um, and then when I was ready to record, I realized I left my microphone in my apartment. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm using my stepdad's. Mm-hmm. Rusty's mic. Yes. Things almost went terribly south. Um, but we're here. We're here for each other. We're, we're making it happen. And we're here to spread love and happiness and ghost stories. Yeah. And it's our 30th episode. What the fuck? Oh, shit. It is, isn't it? Dude. Woo! Yeah. That's like, a, that's like a benchmark. That's like yeah. a thing. Let's celebrate by telling me um, what happened to you last weekend when we were supposed to record. <laughs> okay, so as you can tell, this is coming out a wee bit late, which is because I moved last weekend. And in moving, your entire life and world is chaos. And when you're me mm. and everything needs to be in its perfect place and in linear oh. fashion, living in a chaos ball is a lot. Um, yes. Oh, another reason why I left my microphone at the apartment because I'm mm. living in a chaos ball. So let me let me just enlighten you about my beautiful world. Tell me about it. For the last year, I've been living in an apartment that smells like a cat's asshole, and yeah. I just can't deal with that. That's a thing <laughs> I can't do, and it's not just that I hate cats. I hate cats now. I did not before. It's because my roommate uh, has two, had, she's not my roommate no more, two long haired cats. One is old as hell, love to throw mm-hmm. up on everything. Uh, mm-hmm. The other one is Same. shitty as hell, love to poop outside of my door and pee on my bath mat. Nothing was cleaned, mm-hmm. smelled like their whole business, like mm-hmm. constantly, and I could not deal with it. So... So you've gone. I've gone. Um, I've moved to a better place, but my Mm. whole life is in a myriad of boxes. Um, Ah. I spent all of Sunday moving and my whole body has been hurting for a full week. And here's why. Here's all the things. Moving Mm. boxes is a thing a like soft banana like me (laughs) is not used to. So my arms were like, why have you done this? Um, Mm. I bought my mattress on Amazon because I'm cheap. Me too. And they, dude, okay, throwing it out there, plugs for mattresses. I got a queen size memory foam mattress for like $250. Me too, Which, girl. What the fuck? What? <laughs> but the, <laughs> the one downside is that it comes into, a, like, it comes in a box at your door and you have to, like, open it up and, like, release the, like, chemical fumes <laughs> that have just been germinating in it and it slowly inflates itself, which yes. means for 72 hours I had to sleep on a mat 
on the ground while my beautiful mattress was just slowly reviving next to me. I had to stare oh. at it. Um, so sleeping on a mat, not great for you. Carrying mm-hmm. heavy boxes, not great for you. Mm-hmm. And then at my work, it was like an enrichment week and they decided to offer a free self-defense class. And I was like, yes, please. Yes, that please. That sounds fun. Yeah. So I learned Krav Maga for an hour. <laughs> That's fun. With a bunch of guys who were just like, punch, 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 punch. And I was like, I'm a punching. I'm a punching. Um, <laughs> I was I was really into it because, you know, it was like the day before International Women's Day. And I was th- I was getting <laughs> to punch my coworkers. And there was a bunch Amazing. of dudes telling me how strong I am. So yes. it was great. But then the next day, again, this now bruised banana <laughs> was like ready for the banana bread. I was that like bruised and soft mm-hmm. and squishy my whole body mm-hmm. was in pain mm-hmm. um so i've been a bit of a wreck this week mm-hmm. i have been enriched i can punch a lot now that's great congrats but, but a side effect is that is um my body is hurt my world is a chaos yeah. and i yeah. think that has trickled into my mind zone because i have forgotten very critical items <laughs> to this weekend's success um, yes but like, here we are we carry on carry on carry on so that was my uh my week that sounds fun yeah. oh i i had a panic attack in front of a bunch of children's at dr seuss reading day fuck dude that's not great oh i didn't you know what i don't want to put that into the world i had a panic attack outside a classroom of children because oh, yeah, i wasn't prepared yeah. to talk to them so no one saw no child saw this yes yeah. thank god and i said no child will see this and i left the building and yeah. i did not complete the day because look you gotta do that sometimes that. you gotta take care yeah. of yourself it was not happening and then immediately after uh i got an email from my supervisor sent to all 50 members of my cohort that was like hey do you guys want to have a self-care day like <laughs> hashtag my impact mm, mm. <laughs> you know i mean that's a really good reaction though from a boss and it's good your boss yeah. wasn't just like you need to be fucking professional and do your job like i'm glad that your boss took it seriously you know it is serious <laughs> yeah it is serious but some people are shitty true dude okay and you what? go on you go you go no you go speak speak i'm empowering no, you, you must no. you have to go, <laughs> go. no i am empowering uh, you to speak go. okay i'm going to speak so this stops um <laughs> i did another self-enrichment class because my work was just throwing it at us courses mm-hmm. all the time streaming classes and one was like a self-care class about like emotional wounds and how we like have to address them in the workplace and like heal ourselves because they are just the same as physical wounds hope and i are dancing they are it's all connected we're like voguing to this information like yes please (laughs) yes heal yourself i'm just feeling it that's all. yeah and he was like it is completely valid it should be completely valid to go to your boss and be like i was just broken up with and i need a day off I know. to heal and that's just the same as like i broke my leg i need a day to heal like it should be no different because the pain is the same in fact yes. like heartbreak is worse because it lasts forever and ever and ever um so a crazy <sighs> other thing i learned and it's my new fun fact that i love to tell people so they did like mri scans and like brain scans on people who had just gone through heartbreak and people mm-hmm. who had just like 
broken their leg essentially and they were like testing no no they were like burning themselves it was a questionable test um what they had like they they were causing physical pain essentially and comparing it to people who had like emotional pain um, all right people volunteer for this shit uh, yeah i yeah can <laughs> and the brain like patterns and the like neurons were the exact same for both types of pain mm-hmm. and so they gave the people with heartbreak they gave part of them a tylenol mm-hmm. and they gave part and they didn't do anything to the other half and the ones that had a tylenol registered less pain like yeah. in their brain which is amazing because you think like it's so cool oh i got my feelings hurt and i feel really shitty like if you take an a tylenol you'll feel better because it's literally the same shit i'm like what it the is. fuck it's not they're not disconnected at all they're the same thing emotional yeah. and physical is all the same thing so i was blown away and i was like every time i feel That's bad cool. i should just like pop an advil yeah it might work I don't know, smoke weed, but, um, (laughs) which is medicine. (laughs) I've decided myself now. Look, are Uh, we, go on. No, I, I just, I was like, none of this is new information to me, but a lot of people like, don't like to think about this because it interferes with their work, which is like the most important thing about them Mm -hmm. because of capitalism and Mm -hmm. the, I mean, just like the Protestant work ethic. We're all, not all, some. Mm -hmm. Most have Most. been indoctrinated with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's all I had to say. So we talk about ghosts here. This is what this yeah. podcast is about. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you didn't know. Um, yeah. We're also. <laughs> we also just love to catch up. <laughs> yeah. We just love to bond, like really, you know, encourage each other, talk about self-care. It's important. Listen, um, I would listen to a conversation like this all day, every day. That is your job, essentially. Oh, shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm like most of the population, but I we are going to talk about ghosts, and we're going to talk about what? Theater. 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 Drama. And ghosts. And ghosts, ghosts in the theater? Ghosts in the theater. Theaters in the ghost? Theaters full of ghosts. Yes. And do, do, can do, I do, say do. something? Can I say something right now? Yeah, you can say anything you want. Oh, my God. Thank you. I fucking love the theater. Yeah. I am there. I yeah. I get uh, the same high from like music and theater as I do from like recreational drugs. It's yeah. like not that equivalent. you've ever. No, 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 no. Of course mm. not. Uh, my mom doesn't listen to this. Um, <laughs> but like Hope remembers. There was a time we were both oh. in London. Oh, we're gonna talk once we're gonna talk about once we're gonna talk about once we saw once together on the west end which was a joy i knew nothing about this play i had no attachment Ugh. to the play i hadn't even seen the movie Ugh. like hope was like Ugh. i saw the movie i'm excited and i was like bitch theater um <laughs> we show up it's this like amazing folksy shit super yeah. minimalist stage design i was yeah. into it the the lead was hot mm. it was oh, yeah. great yeah do you remember that i remember both were hot um, it had a stupid ass tagline. Do you what remember? Ta- no, tell like, me. I forget. It was like the one thing his music needed most was her. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> but that's not like what the actual play is about. Y- no, um, Beca- because she like totally rejects him and is like, goodbye. Yeah, she's like, I have a <laughs> daughter. I need to. Oh, spoiler alert. She's like, I have a daughter. I need to like 
do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna just be your girlfriend for yeah. your music. Yeah. yeah. So um, I was like hyped for like a hot three hours after that play. It was midnight. Yeah. It was freezing, and I mm. was. I was so loud. I forced Hope and Victoria to get McFlurries with me because I was mm. feeling it. Mm. I would like, can you, do you remember my state of being? I was just on. Oh, the I was there too. There was yeah. dancing in this play, but there were like moving around furniture in sequence yes. and in slow motion. They like slowed down. Yes. And then they sped it up again. They sped it up. Yes. It was like with folk music. It was fucking amazing. And I like, honestly, if there was a ghost in that theater, Mm-hmm. they must have been feeling it too because like we were all high on those theater vibes like if oh. i was a ghost yeah that's, that's what the I was perfect place to be I one you don't have there. to pay out the ass for those theater seats and you're just seeing show after show you were feeling those energies because it is hot in a theater it like, is and you get to see all kinds of people you get to see the mm-hmm. passing of time mm-hmm. like, like you you drum up these energies in a theater that just like don't dissipate they're there it's just what it is we love it. We live it. And we love it. We live it. Mm-hmm. Now, Brandy. Yes. What is the most famous play about the, <laughs> the most famous play ever made? Of course. <laughs> no, most fa- no, no, no. Hold on. The most famous play featuring the theater and a phantom? Uh, 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 what uh, would it be? Uh, uh, the phantom uh, of the opera? What? Andrew yes. Lloyd Webber. Andrew Lloyd Webber Fuck. came into my house and he punched me in the face with his electronic opera. Ooh, girl. It's so good. <laughs> I grew up with this shit and this mm-hmm. inspired us to do this. Also, I need to do a shout out to my friend Karina Taylor, who also suggested this topic. Um, yeah. She has an amazing podcast called The Living Room Podcast. You need to listen. She is yes. great. Um, yes. Shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Um, also, sidebar. If you guys want topics for us to talk about, if you guys want us to talk about certain things, like email us, send us a message Tell because us about it. we don't fucking know. Like, give us ideas. I've been trying to get talk about mummies on this show forever, and Brandy every time is like, I fucking hate mummies. <laughs> I don't, I know don't shit care about mummies. We'll talk about mummies. Uh, we don't know shit about anything. Okay, that's true. But like, if you want to hear something specific, and you're like, these bitches have not talked about this crazy thing. Like, if you want to hear about mummies, can you let Brandy know? <laughs> tell us um, to validate my feelings yes okay let's take this sidebar and put it back in the this, middle oh this 15 minute sidebar Look, that we've taken away <laughs> my world is a chaos whirlwind yeah. of pain yeah and bananas so the phantom of the opera is super old super famous there's a lot of synth there's a lot of business um some questionable themes Mm-hmm. And it is based on a real life haunted theater. I, I couldn't, what? I didn't even imagine that that play was based on anything in reality. Because it is insane. So insane. I know that there are some folks out there who don't know the plot of the Phantom of the Opera. One, there is an amazing movie from like 2004 starring Gerard Butler. Watch it. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure you could get <laughs> okay. that shit on Netflix. Um, yeah. The, the play is never not in theaters like that. Sh- mm-hmm. This shit has been in circulation for like 25, 50 years. I don't even know how old this shit is. It is always yeah. on because the tourists eat it up. So like 
go out, go support local theater, watch this amazing play that's also You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Um, for those who won't do any of that, which is fine, I'm going to describe the plot <laughs> of this musical because it is insane. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably forget a lot of it because, bitch, I haven't seen this in a while. Oh, I'm really excited for this plot synopsis. I don't <laughs> yeah. And I also a didn't like write frame. any notes to try to remind me. I'm like, Brandy, just describe this plot. You got it. And <laughs> it, it is bonkers. It is bonkers. So yeah. there is an opera house. It's super old. It's super fancy. Um, and there's this like ensemble cast member named uh, Christine. And she's like been living in this opera house working in the opera house this whole time she's always in the background because there's this like prima donna bitch who's always like the main singer she sucks she can't fucking sing christine can oh why can christine oh. sing because a fucking quote unquote angel of music has been giving her music lessons who is that what's going on is it a ghost she thinks it's her dad her dad's dead it's weird what? so she thinks she's wait she thinks she's getting music lessons from a ghost of her dad. She yes, she is getting music okay. lessons. If it's oh from a but ghost, she thinks it's a ghost. Yeah, she is getting the lessons though. Okay, like, but is it of a ghost? Who knows? Who's like who's giving this? Who knows? She thinks it's her dad. Um, mm. so prima donna main bitch is like, I'm out. I'm done. You guys suck. I'm leaving. And Christine's like, Oh hey, I can do it. I can sing a song. And they're like, okay, bitch. So she sings and she's really good. And everyone's like, oh my God, she's so good. She must be getting lessons from a ghost. Um, what? Yeah. This like, this little bitch named Raul is watching in the audience and he's like, I'm in love with her. I'm in love with her. He's like a rich little fancy boy. You 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 can imagine. Long, okay. stupid hair, like a little yeah. white neckerchief thing sure yeah Raul, you, of course yeah you got Raul in your head you you know yeah. who he is i know it's like i'm in love He's with dandy mm-hmm. yeah and so she's like yeah i've been getting these lessons from a ghost it's my dad and they're like bitch that's not your dad and she's like it's my dad um and there's this really what? weird moment where um he shows up the ghost and it's like this it's the fucking phantom he's got a half mask over his face he's wearing a big cloak he's standing in her mirror and she's like singing a song and he's like hey you want to come inside this mirror and chill out with me she's like sure sure um so she goes into the depths of the opera house there's like a lake under there wait she goes beneath through through a mirror through a mirror Beneath the opera house, there is a lake down there, and he's got, like, a whole house set up in these tunnels down underneath the theater. He literally rides in on a boat. Like, it's... Oh, I remember this with the candles. Yeah, it's crazy. The candles he fucking everywhere. a real sexy song about darkness. Um, mm. It's great. She's mm. like, I'm so seduced. She falls asleep down there. Wakes up, finds like a weird mannequin dummy version of herself in a wedding dress, and she's like, "I'm out of here." Fu- I'm what out the fuck? What? Yes. Turns out, what? Angel of Music Phantom is a total creepazoid. Um, so she's yes. like, "Yes, bye, bye." Um, and so the rest of the play basically goes as him like creeping on her and being like, "Be my wife in the darkness," and she's like. <laughs> 
mm, I don't know. And little Raul on the side being like, be my wife in the light. And she's like, I just want to sing. Um, <laughs> there's a very dramatic part where the Phantom is trying to cause all this ruckus. He, like, murders a few people. Um, he drops the giant chandelier of the, like, theater house like on someone and they die and he like uses it as a distraction to like kidnap christine and take her down to the bowels and raul has to go down there and save her it's a whole thing yes does she still think he's a ghost no at that point she's like there's like a creep in the opera house um and she like finds out through like the caretaker and some weird backstory that he's like this disfigured kid who was like in a freak show in the circus and he got like rescued by the caretaker of the opera house and like put down there and he's like a musical genius and he saw christine like growing up at the opera house when she was young and fell in love with her and was like i'm gonna teach her how to sing because she's so beautiful and she's so amazing and i love her and christine's like i thought you were my dad <laughs> oh my god and and so then the whole time he's like i've loved you for years and years and years and i want you to come down here in the creepy bowels with me and she's like no this is not okay so um no thanks basically he kills a dude and kidnaps christine and then all the people race down there trying to get him raul mm-hmm. goes down there does a terrible job of rescuing her basically gets kidnapped like like caught himself and she's just like (laughs) fuck i have to do everything myself um she she sings some harsh shit at a gross dude to be like bitch Mm -hmm. stop um Mm -hmm. he's like okay lets them go uh and then kind of just stays down there and waits for all the people to like come kill him and I think usually at the end of the play, he, like, disappears before they catch him. And there's, like, a rose on the chair. Or his mask is on the chair or whatever the fuck. And, woo, Wait, he's gone. He, he disappears. Where does he go? He goes back underground. Yeah, he's, like, a magical boy. Um, he's not magical. You just no, told but me he, he wasn't. He, he knows, like, the ins and outs of all these crazy tunnels and trap doors and stuff in the opera house because he grew up there. Okay. And so he's he's got all these like special inside knowledge so this is the play it's crazy right you think this is never so weird well (laughs) i hate that i forgot all about about oh my god did this happen yes okay so this is the phantom of the opera it is insane i probably missed a lot of important things but you get the gist it's based on a book by this dude named gaston Leroux. Mm-hmm. didn't know gaston was a real name thought disney just made that shit up <laughs> no. but it is um he wrote the book in 1911 and he was actually an investigative journalist so he based this story on all true life stuff that he had like reported on or heard about oh yeah okay so he's wow. like he's got some credits on him yeah. for Damn. not being a huge liar <laughs> so he based this story about an opera house called the hmm, French girl. It's French. Called the Palais Garnier. The Hebe? The Palais Garnier. The Flagre? Or the Opera Garnier. Or the Paris (laughs) Opera. is a big-ass opera house built in 1861. I'm going to tell you how big it is. Like, you can imagine it. It's this theater. It was commissioned by emperor napoleon the third damn um 12,000 square meters 
I don't know what that means. It could seat 2,200 people in the one main... It's a lot. It's a lot. A lot. Oh, a lot. Okay. So, imagine this. The building had 1,942 separate keys for different doors and passageways in this place. It's like... It's like neo-baroque. There's gold everywhere. Like, naked ladies Mm -hmm. everywhere. Statues, paintings, angels, nymphs, whatever the (laughs) fuck. Like, everywhere. Like, you put your hand on a railing, it's probably a naked lady. You go into the bathroom, you look in the mirror, probably a naked lady. Like, it's everywhere. It's definitely a naked lady when I go look in the bathroom in the mirror. Yes, always. Mm -hmm. So... This place is cool. It's giant. It's fancy. It's real old. Um, mm-hmm. And here's some of the shit that is true about this place that makes me think that the Phantom might also be real. It actually has an underground lake under the theater. Now, what? Now, why? Mm-hmm. Now, why mm-hmm. would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Imagine 1861. All you have is like a shovel, right? That's yeah. You're trying to build a twelve thousand square meter theater for Napoleon. Yeah, um, I mean, you do that. You do that. So they like are clearing the ground, and when building it, there's like this endless flow of water that's like bubbling up from this like underground stream. Essentially, it's like making the whole ground into a swamp. Essentially, and they're like, okay. we don't know what to do with this. They couldn't like pump it out again. Like, 1861. Um, They couldn't dry it up. So they were like, well, let's just keep it. So they built (laughs) this huge stone tank to carry all the water and then built the opera house on top of it. Okay. And, like, it's a real thing. The Parisian Fire Department, they actually use this tank to practice, like, under, like, like, in dark conditions like diving exercises they like go in there like occasionally just to do some like diving practice i mean i would i would i would want to check that out that sounds cool i mean i've seen pics it's still creepy down there um and it's all lit with electric lights now but imagine like the 1860s that shit lit with like candles and there's thousands of candles that gerard butler movie there are candles like every square inch yeah i mean there's a dude singing about darkness and how sexy it is he's got a like you know, mm-hmm. give some atmosphere to this tank yeah. lake. No, I thing. get it. He's trying to seduce, like yeah, and whatever. he did a good job until his, to. you know, his face is real fucked up. I don't care about his face so much. It's like the kidnapping. Yeah. it's the sex doll. Yeah, you know, it's the like pretending to be your dad to teach you how to sing. Now, did yeah. he do that? Well. I think he, like, went with it. She was like, are you my dad? And he's like, I am your angel of music. Mm, that's fucked up. Yeah, he's fucked up. And she's like, an angel? Okay. Um, anyway, so that's crazy. There's, like, like a 200-year-old lake under this theater. Um, there's a series of tunnels underground built into the fabric of the theater. Like full of weird alcoves and secret passageways and like modern times people even admit like there's a ton of stuff we haven't even bothered to explore down there like it's too much Mm. and paris in general there's like a ton of weird creepy shit underground this just like connects to all that like it connects to different waterways underground and different cellars under paris 
like there's definitely ways for random people to get in there and like live down there without anybody knowing mm-hmm. it's well, giant don't, don't tell anyone else about it that's my well, plan for living well, in paris well, those secrets out i'm sure there's like I have to live with a, a weird bunch of fucking losers i'm sure there's already like, like myself a weird ass ghost living down there and is there a ghost? Like, isn't that what you're going to tell me about? I'm going to tell you about it. I just want to give you, like, all the fodder for, like, where a ghost could be. I like, do. Yes. Thank you for setting the scene. Yeah. I'm in it. I'm so, in the cave. the chandelier, it's like a big set piece in the play. It literally, mm-hmm. like, it, like, crashes down during the show. Um, mm-hmm. So, in 1896, the giant chandelier actually did fall from from, from the roof in the theater. Um oh. It like like a piece fell from it, and um, it fell into the audience during a show, and it actually killed a concierge named Madame Chomet. That's sad. It's I'm sorry. Very sad. But like oh. that actually did happen. Um, okay. They didn't say that some creeper cut the cord and made it fall, um, but it did fall. Um, Hmm. And then both of the characters are based on real people. So Christine is based on a 19th century singer named Christina Jonas Doder, who performed under the name Christina Nilsson. Um, Hmm. They're both from Sweden, her and the character. They both studied and performed in Paris. Um, And Christina learned, like, um, she learned from her dad though she didn't actually learn singing from her dad she learned how to play the violin but her dad was part of it and then her dad died and she became a singer so a lot of similarities um the phantom is based on this architect of the theater named eric and like in the book his name is eric um and this guy like had asked to live in the foundations of the theater no, you got to fire him. Yeah, and they were like, no, you can't do that. And so he like <laughs> went down there and then nobody ever saw him again. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I, to- I told you people could like be down there. It's big and it's scary. Um, oh my God. There's also this rumor in the 1800s about this pianist who, um, he was a pianist in like 1873. There was a stage fire and... um she there's this ballerina playing and the pianist was playing for her and they were actually engaged and the ballerina died in the fire and so the pianist was so like upset and part of the rumors that the the pianist was like totally disfigured in the fire by the burn so that might play into oh. the phantom thing um so the pianist was like my face is fucked up my fiance's dead everything sucks so he decided to like live in the again the foundations of the theater and he like died down there wait so so it could be that so like there was a lot of different things going around where the phantom could be there's two dudes down there maybe here's another weird thing this theater is just full of weird ass shit and rumors and whatever the fuck tell me about it um in 1989 so fairly recently these dudes these uh dudes were fixing the opera's ventilation system because this thing is still in use it's like super old and cool um and they were like going down in the vaults don't go down in the vaults my yeah first... what are you doing you know there's two ghosts yeah or at least like two a... dead bodies if they never yeah. saw them again well here's here's the thing um so they found sealed deep in the vaults 
24 phonographic records of the like era's greatest opera singers from 1907 so they found this really old record that was like put down there of opera singers um and then according to gaston our writer friend he wrote in the prologue of his book that in finding this vault with the records they also found a corpse (gasps) what what it was it's like not been confirmed either way but remember this guy was an investigative journalist so 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 who did they ever figure out whose corpse it was no either of those dudes no but there was a theory that it was a victim of this group called the commune so i know it could be a third person down there so the commune (laughs) was this revolutionary like utopian government group that sort of seized control of paris for two months in 1871 and they like it was like a big coup and they it was bad um and while the opera was under construction it actually did serve as a shelter and a storehouse for food and ammunition during Mm -hmm. like the prussian siege which happened like right before the commune Mm -hmm. started getting in charge so maybe they knew about it and were using it um and during this time period tons of corpses kept turning up in like urban development sites because this commune like they killed an estimated 25,000 people during the uprising and like well, just buried not. them in random halls and and walls and places and so they started doing development and building and they kept finding corpses so it's completely possible that they found like a a dude down there because one it was used during sieges and shit and the commune liked to put dead people in the foundations of crap. Well, that is not very utopian. No. They only... Killing people. They were only in charge for two months. Didn't last. Yeah. So... They, still do, they seem to have left their impact, though. Yeah. So the actual hauntings of this place are a little bit thinner than the weird-ass stories <laughs> about funny. it. There's a lot of, like fodder impossibilities and dead people associated with this theater um Mm. so in the 1800s the performers definitely thought it was haunted they Mm. would like hear weird things or feel weird things so they uh put a horseshoe above the entrance to the to the stage um to protect them from the ghosts because they believe that the ghosts were evil um there have been witnesses that say they've seen someone that resembles the phantom running around in the halls so like with cape and a what? Hat. Like, now, creepy that dark shadow. Make any sense? The the phantom mm. from mm. the play. The phantom on the, of the play is based on some real dudes, or maybe it's just an eighteen hundreds dudes because they wore capes and hats. Oh yeah, they did wear that to the theater. Yeah, they just like wore that shit. <laughs> um, there have been like pictures of creepy floating orbs. Ah, uh, so there's always orbs. Always orbs. Weird, you- weird pics. Um, if you've got orbs, you've got ghosts. Where yeah. there's orbs, there's ghosts. But can I just end it on this? Yeah. That there is proof, and I can say this confidently, that there is <sighs> a phantom living at the opera. What? And here's why. Tell me. Um, there's a catfish living in the underground lake named Phantom that the hey, crew likes hey. to feed from time to time. In fact, <laughs> That so, is awful. You got me pumped up and sorry, you just pushed me is, under the waves. There is a catfish living in the lake. 
which is really <laughs> funny. It's like the only thing in there. There's a bunch of firemen and a catfish named Phantom. That sounds like a party. Yeah. So that yeah. is the, let me try to say it again, uh, Palais Garnier. Uh, mm-hmm. It is like one of the oldest, biggest, fanciest theaters in Paris. And it might be haunted or it might just be full of a bunch of corpses. Yeah. Either way, yeah. creepy. <laughs> Very creepy. I don't like it. There's definitely a lake down there. Yeah. Um. That's super cool. I mean... I know it's scary, but I would still go in that lake. I mean, there's a bunch of hot, like, Parisian firefighters in that lake. Yeah, I mean, like, if they could protect me <laughs> yeah. from the ghosts. If they're also, you know what, if they are firemen that are going down there, they should also bring, like, paranormal equipment and, like, one of those Ghostbusters box so they can collect mm. the phantoms of the operas that are down there. Maybe they could hear some sweet crooning about darkness and how sexy. The exactly. <coughs> Maybe Christ. play some synthy scales, as mm. like Angela Wood Weber loved those scales. That's the whole thing. Like these plays are from the eighties, and it's horrible. Mm. Mm. <laughs> the like right, main yeah. theme for Phantom Opera is just like, bum 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 bum, which and it's bah, so bah, loud. Bah, 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 it's bah, so bah, bah, loud. Bah, <laughs> and the story is like what? creepy as shit it's creepy and it's like why like there's no i guess like there was no there's no need to have a moral or a lesson or tell us anything about the world i guess because it doesn't i mean he 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 doesn't get christine he's a creep and she's like no and she just disappears she leaves with the other dude yep oh does she marry him yeah she, she 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 leaves with mr fancy boy Ugh. whatever I, I, uh, whatever. I have something else to tell you about. Is it, uh, full as, as many twists and turns as the tunnels of Paris? I don't think so, but it does have to do with Abraham Lincoln, and that is our most listened to episode. Hell yeah. So, I thought I'd bring it back for the people. We know you guys love Abe. He is a crowd pleaser. It's like Abe adjacent, but Mm. I feel like. It's pretty important to the story of Abe. So, Brandy, have you ever been to Texas? Mm, I've been to Houston once and it was very hot. All right. So that's all you need to know about mm-hmm. Texas. I haven't been either, but I'm going to tell you about the haunted Granbury Opera House. Ooh, sounds um, fancy. In Texas. In Granbury, Texas. It is fancy. It opened in 1886. So Ooh, pretty old. Pretty old for, for America. Um, and... It also, like, shared space space with a saloon, which is very American. How how many naked ladies? How many naked ladies around? There weren't. There were no... uh, Well, hmm. Mm. I don't see any naked ladies here, but Mm. maybe there were because in 1911, it got shut down by the Women's Christian Temperance Union. Mm. Um, But that was just for the alcohol. But there might have been some naked ladies that pissed them off there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was closed and unoccupied for 63 years. Mm. And... um, it was going to be demolished, and then all these people are like, you know what? Let's do this. Let's get together. So it reopened in 1975, all refurbished, all great. Um, and it was, like, refurbished to the point of that it looked like 1886 in there. Like, it looked it's cool. Like, that architecture. Yeah. Um, uh, but people were, like, starting to have experiences 
in that opera house. So mm. here's some of the experiences that were going on. So employees who were in the back um, often saw like a translucent apparition of a man who was wearing a white shirt, a black waistcoat, black pants, and high black boots. Sounds like a good look. Yeah. And um, they would get, like, scared at night because the apparition appeared on stage and started reciting lines from Shakespeare plays. Hmm? What? (laughs) Wait, he wasn't just, like, walking around in a corner. He was was, like, I'm performing. I'm up here. And he was off book, too. Like, he was just, he knew it. Um, I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, they were terrified. Yeah. Um, And uh, other people have heard, like, you know, footsteps walking back and forth on the balcony when no one was up there. Mm -hmm. Classic. That's some classic ghost shit. So, Um, like, when was this happening exactly? Like, This is 1975 when it reopened. Okay. Okay. So there wasn't anyone looking, like, in this 1886 where. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he was, like, kind of like a mischievous ghost. Mm. So one of his little tricks was to flush a urinal at one end of the row while a person was on the other end peeing. Um, mm. yeah. Get out of there. We already said, like, ghosts, get out of the bathroom. Well, he, he didn't go into the ladies' room. Oh. But he left a cold spot right outside. Well, you know. don't be a creep. Yeah. Oh, and the worst one is, like, so... There's this employee named Tom who worked there for a long time, and he said that one time when he was closing up and he was about to turn off the last call light to turn off all the lights in the theater, the light uh, flicked off by itself, so he was in darkness in the middle of the theater, and he heard a man's voice whisper like really close to him like, I got it, Tom. Uh, I got it, uh, Tom. Well, I mean, thanks, dude. So people are like, what the fuck and uh this guy is like he's very conscious of like where he is it's not like he thinks he's still in 1886 he's like i'm here in 1975 hanging out with tom and i know all about light switches and urinals (laughs) yeah well he he's been there for a while so a lot of people suspect that this ghost is the spirit of a man who is like from uh granbury who is like kind of famous because he well, I'll tell you all about him. Mm-hmm. So his name is John St. Helen. Um, he was a school teacher. He ran an acting school and he loved Shakespeare. Oh. Um, yeah. He fell in love and became engaged to a daughter of a well-known politician who was like a, a, a politician and a cattle baron, which I think meant the same thing in 1886. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, so... Someone the the wedding list was it was like a very cool wedding. It was like mm. everyone was there and there was going to be the U.S. Marshal for the Eastern District of Texas there. Um, and when he found that out, uh, St. Helen immediately called off the wedding and ran away. Oh. Uh, hmm. Yes. Hmm. Uh, but a year later, he showed up in Granbury mm-hmm. and he got a job as a bartender at the saloon that's like attached to the theater. Mm-hmm. Um. And he had a distinctive limp, a southern accent, and a strange habit of reciting lines from Shakespeare while having a conversation. It's weird. And nobody, and nobody, listen to this, and nobody ever saw him take a drink except for on April 15th, the anniversary of Lincoln's assassination, when he became 
Well, and so he would become roaring drunk only on this day, and he would spend the night sleeping it off in the back of the saloon. Um, um, was he a big Lincoln fan? Just wait. Okay. Um, so he also attended plays at the Opera House, and he sat quietly and watched the performance. Um, he tried out for a Shakespearean play. He won the role. Uh, everyone was extremely impressed with his acting ability, and he. Mm. But he refused to do anything except Shakespeare plays. Um, I mean, so he's he a real like, Kenneth Branagh. Like, I get it. <laughs> oh my God, where is Kenneth? I Directing love Kenneth Thor. Branagh. I don't know. <laughs> oh, holy shit, that's good. You stay there, Kenneth. You no, I mean he already did that. I think I don't know what he's doing now. Another awesome. Murder on the Orient Express. I mean, I do love me some Agatha, oh but that movie was. Yeah, I did not watch that film. Um, I swear to God, this will get interesting. (laughs) So, he lived in Gainsbury. I'm calling it Gainsbury when it's called Granbury, and I don't know why that's happening to my mouth. Um, And he became severely ill, and a doctor told him, you're going to die soon. Um, So, John called his friend, Finnis L. Bates, to come to his deathbed and uh, confessed to Finnis that he was actually John Wilkes Booth. What? The assassin of President Abraham Lincoln. The fuck? Whoa. And John he didn't die. Booth. What? He didn't die. So Tell me more. He, he, he got over his terminal illness. Um, yeah, so he didn't. He, he, he okay. So here's like the real evidence that this was John Wilkes Booth. So he summoned that friend again that he confessed to and told him that the leader of the conspiracy to assassinate Lincoln was Vice President Andrew Johnson and Mm. the identity of the man mortally wounded in the. So, um, okay, this this is some history and I'm sorry. Mm. But uh, so when John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln in the theater, if y'all yeah. didn't know. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln was just going to the theater. He's going to go watch a chill show with his wife. And uh, John Wilkes Booth, who was an actor, was acting. And then he said, and then he jumped up and he shot Lincoln in the fucking face. Uh, I didn't know yeah. it was he was on stage. Yeah, John Wilkes Booth was an actor. I didn't know that. I, for some reason, I thought he like crept on him from behind. I don't know. It could have been that. Well, he was an actor in the theater, though. Girl. Look, history is tough. History's hard, and I don't know. We only like the history there. that turns into a ghost later. And it's going to be a ghost, and you yeah. don't have to worry about it. Okay. Um, okay, so here's the evidence. Tell me. Um, so anyway, after John Wilkes Booth do that, and he shot Lincoln, he ran away, and he uh, ran into this barn where he, like, um, he had, like, hidden he had like a conspirator in the barn that hit him and uh he told this person that he had told on his deathbed that he was actually john wilkes booth to go get his papers which were still in the barn um and when his friend went to go get them they were there Ooh. and uh so john well you know <laughs> you know what's weird is that his name was john wilkes booth and his <laughs> fake name was john <laughs> uh, hmm. was also john i mean there are a with, lot of johns out there yeah it it really wouldn't have mattered <clears throat> um yeah and he uh and and before he left john left 
his friend with that information to go get the papers for proof. Mm-hmm. And he left him with a small chest where he found a Colt single shot pistol wrapped in the front page of a newspaper that had the headline was president assassinated. Oh shit. So mm-hmm. that is some poetic fucking shit. It really shit. is. That's because like that means very dramatic that he didn't just get a newspaper from right after and wrap it up and leave it. He like waited a day for the paper mm. to come out and like took the front page. I know. Like, well, he was obviously like proud well, of what he fucking did. And he know? was obviously dramatic, Mr. Shakespeare. Yeah. So like, and and the fact that you would tell someone all of this when you thought you were going to die. Yeah. Why? You don't need to. You could go to your grave. You did it. You made it. Yeah. You won. No. And the fact that this friend was like, sure i'll still be your friend get some papes for you so he leaves he leaves he leaves gainsbury he's like oh shit so again he runs away Mm -hmm. um and nothing more was heard of him until Hmm. 1906 uh when this friend heard about a guy named david george so he changed his first name this time yeah john's were done at that point yeah and this was a person he only found out about him from an obituary in the paper he David George, who is John St. Helen, who is John Wilkes Booth, Mm. uh, committed suicide in Oklahoma. So this was a house painter who had an affinity for quoting Shakespeare, um, who who was him. He looked exactly like him. Can this guy stop with his Shakespeare? Oh, oh, also, duh. He told the doctor when he was dying that he was actually John Wilkes Booth. (laughs) Okay, dude, dude, stop. (laughs) You don't need to do that. <laughs> also, like, I get a bartender working in a theater just throwing out some Shakespeare references. Like, get thee to a nunnery. Sure. Hilarious. Not if you're, like, a fucking painter in Oklahoma. No, no dude. So bad. For an actor, so bad. At, like, his He needed cover. the attention. He needed it. Of course he did. Just like any theater kid. Anyway. Oh, oh shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh shit maybe um, he needed attention like any psychopath who wanted to shoot the president how about that yeah for real but mm. the government denied mm. all of this and said that they uh that the, that a union soldier had shot john wilkes booth like the day after he assassinated lincoln so whatever but this this guy i mean you got he it. looks like him I don't know. You can't, if you're the government, you can't be like, oh yeah, the guy who assassinated our president is just like hanging out in a (laughs) saloon in Texas. Like you can't live that down. No, you, you super can't. Well, I'm just going to tell you like a fun one more thing and then I'll tell you about some ghosts. How about that? Sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, so his friend, his first friend from Gainsbury, who we know all this information from because he is Mm. a fucking nosy historian, I guess, Mm. um, kept John Wilkes Booth's mummified body in his garage for a while and then began touring it in circus sideshows until what? after world war one ended people um, be fucked up in the past yeah because yeah, they're like look at this body of john Wilkes booth isn't that like, fucking crazy people be look all like it. your black mirror and your cell phones and your instagram shit at least we aren't like touting around assassins mummies in our garage yeah. like come on People, okay, and in 1920, he rented the body to a showman for $200 a month, which is like $20,000 a month. Was it Barnum? 
a good to be friend. exhibited at the <laughs> sideshow attraction. Can you imagine if that <laughs> film, The Greatest Showman, featured just like a song John and Wilkes dance Booth. done around John Wilkes Booth's mummified corpse? <laughs> Dude, we are us. What? Put your mu- this is why I don't like mummies. Hope put your mummies away. Oh yeah, I brought mummies into this. Nobody wah, wants to wah, look wah, at wah, them. Wah, hope. Uh, yeah. Mm. So the body spent years traveling all around the country um, until someone in the fifties, the nineteen fifties, where it was still traveling around the country, uh-huh. um, purchased it. In Philadelphia. What? Um, Why? And held it as collateral from a man who had died uh, owing him rent. What? 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 Um, by the time that this dude could, like, travel back to Philadelphia, uh, the entire neighborhood had been raised and the body disappeared. But John Wilkes Booth turned up for one last time in the mid-1970s again in a small carnival. And... Like, that may have not been John Wilkes Booth. At this right. point, the trail kind of goes cold. So uh, so was that him in the opera? I don't know. I have another terrible story to tell you <laughs> from this. Wow. You have told yeah. me some wild shit thus far. I... Okay. Just one quick one. No, I Just... want more. Give me more. Yeah. So I'm going to, I mean, like, the Gainsbury Opera House is, like, open. It's like, it's an opera house. Wait, um, Granbury? Despite all the cranberry the gain <laughs> grainbury oh i can't i have Grain a really Burry? hard time saying it's called granbury and i have a really hard time saying this very simple word so yeah. i keep making up other words to skirt around it yeah but it's called the granbury opera house gotcha from granbury texas so uh recently in 2014 uh 33.5 million dollars were spent like fixing it up again um and a lot of people believe like the paranormal activity like amped it the fuck up Mm. during this time in 2014 i don't know they just say that but there's a story from an aspiring actor who went there to audition Mm -hmm. um that fucks me up um, and he never believed that it was, like, haunted by any spirit, let alone John Wilkes Booth. Um, of course. Yeah, why would you ever believe that? So, uh, they were, he had, like, a casual audition, like, he basically just, like, talked to a, a casting person, and there, people were, like, you know, just, um, there were people working backstage, but there wasn't anyone there, so he thought, like, you know what, I'm just gonna, like, look around the house, Okay. You know, I'm just going to look around and it's it'll be fine. And which is weird. I why would you do that? These nosy ass actors. I know what the fuck is. I mean, I don't know. It, it, there's a lot of I don't know. Mm. Is this bias against actors? I'm just telling you facts. No, that I learned from we, the okay, internet. they're not necessarily actors. It's just these nosy ass people up yeah. in this theater. Yeah. Um. OK, so he sat in the house, which is like where the seats are. Mm. And. He was, like, taking in the atmosphere, and then he heard those footsteps that people have reported before Mm. approaching. And he was like, oh, fuck, it's a security guard. And the steps got louder and louder, and he felt like someone was standing right next to him, but then the footsteps went away in the other direction, and no one was there. Hmm. Um, 
So he looked all around the balcony. No one. No one. Um, and then, you know, cold spot. Cold spot happened. It's mm. cold. It gets really cold. He yeah. said it was like walking through a pool of ice water. And you know what? Sometimes that happens to me. Sometimes it's cold. Sometimes it's just cold in a place because of the AC or something. Mm. It's chill. Um, so then, ugh, I hate I hate this Tell story. Me. So he's, he's like, okay, you know what? I think maybe that was a security guard and I had just like missed him or something. And I need to go because I'm breaking the law like an idiot. Did you want mm-hmm. a job there? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Anyway. He tiptoed across the empty lobby floor until he made it to the front doors. But then he heard someone behind him say, Hey! And then he turned around and was going to like apologize to the security guard. But it wasn't a security guard. Uh, He turned around and saw on the last step of the darkened stairwell to the stage... He saw an emancipated figure standing, watching him, just like a full-on withered figure made Ugh. of flesh and bones. Ugh. Um, and then he rubbed his eyes and the figure was gone. Uh, uh. What happened to his 1880s waistcoat? Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. What? Why is there an, a naked, withered, <laughs> bra? Naked, like vertical Voldemort baby is what I see. <laughs> I hate it. That like I was reading that alone because like Victoria is not here, and I was just like, <gasps> now I'm I trying to keep my see... back against the wall, Fuck. and yeah. like weird ass. Um, Put your skinny apparition away. (laughs) Nobody wants that. Like, what? (laughs) What? I don't know. I don't know. Like, because there's no other stories of like, because all the ghost stories about this place are about John Wilkes Booth because he like chilled here when he was under his alias. But like, who is this dude? Is it John Wilkes Booth? Oh, my God. What? I just thought of this. What? That? No. Hmm? Maybe this is John Wilkes Booth now, because maybe slowly over time, as his body was, like, ruined and exploited, his ghost started to disintegrate. So, like, his soul disintegrated, and it became this, like, emancipated creature after his body... Do you mean emaciated? That's what I said. I think you said emancipated. Dude, absolutely not. (laughs) He's not free. He is not emancipated. He is stuck to this theater. I don't know. Maybe it's chained down in Texas because you cannot leave and get anywhere near me or Hope. (laughs) You stay there, Mr. Skinny Boy. You stay. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Well, that's bad. bad. That's bad. that's genuinely it's really bad fuck uh, fuck wait was it a mummy i mean body i mean you know there can't be a ghost of a mummy <laughs> i don't know, mu- I don't know what happens when you get brandy. touted around at a bunch of carnivals maybe 
Yeah, it I mean, like, if this ghost. is, like, if this, okay, if the ghost is, like, a projection of his soul, and he was never laid to rest, and also his soul's evil, he killed a man. Mm, and he was dramatic. There's nothing more evil. And he, and he was just a real asshole. <laughs> and he left someone at the altar. Yeah, because there was, like, a, a policeman gonna be there. What a dick. I hate this guy. <laughs> Can he, like, eat a burger and go away? I hate it. <laughs> I don't like. <laughs> I would shit my pants. Mm. I would full. I would. I would not lit. I would be done. I would be done. That would be mm-hmm. the end of me. I and you couldn't. And you couldn't shit your pants because he's fucking creeping on the girls' bathroom. He's out the. He's outside the door. But he's in the boys' bathroom. I mean, don't go in there. But like, don't go in either. <laughs> <laughs> he's a gentleman. He stays out of the ladies' restroom. <laughs> mm. All right, hope. Yeah. Are you convinced? Is Mr. Skinny Boy real? You know what? I actually did get convinced of this John Wilkes Booth conspiracy theory. I'm like, why not? Sure. Well, I believe that that guy was pretending to be, like, had aliases and, yeah, was a dramatic asshole. I totally can believe that. Yeah. Okay. But I also read that there were two different guys who said they were John Wilkes Booth at their deathbed. I mean... Reported by doctors. So, what? <laughs> Maybe it was his third alias. <laughs> you know, Booth Wilkes John. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I don't know, but I, I kind of like it. I don't know. You know what? I don't know. You know what? I believe that. I, I don't... believe a ghost is chilling out in that theater. I don't know if it's him. Um, Was the ghost... Like... Yeah, the ghost fucking recited Shakespeare. Yeah. Fuck. And then he just, oh my god. He just, he yells, hey, at like a thousand decimals. And you turn around and that. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, um, for yours, there's gotta be a, a ghost. There's gotta be something. There's like 80 different corpses and a catfish down there. Yeah. So, I believe in both. And I will stand by that. I believe there's something weird in those tunnels. I don't know if it's a ghost. I don't think it's the phantom that is straight out of Andrew Lloyd Webber's weird, twisted mind. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe that there is probably some bones in those Mm -hmm. corridors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Probably some other weird shit because they're like... There's too many weird tunnels under an old ass theater for there not to be bones somewhere. Yeah. No, that's I mean that's what I'm saying. And like too mm-hmm. much like weird energy from those two creeps who wanted to live down there anyway. So many creeps going down there to die. Like dudes, chill out. I mean, what you've got to be a creep. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to yeah. do that. <laughs> you got to be a creep. Um, <laughs> you got to be a creep. That's like a creepy thing to do. Yeah. And then a bunch of firefighters. So and my advice would be to go check out these uh, this cave mm. with some firefighter friends. Let them yeah. carry you in. Go swimming. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. Um, my bad advice would be memorize a bunch of Shakespeare lines um, <laughs> and find a way <laughs> to use them in every conversation possible. Be known yeah. as the Shakespeare quote guy. Like, Everyone will love you. You'll yeah, be... No, hired at every theater <laughs> you could be a painter you could be a bartender mm-hmm. just whip out those shakespeare lines everyone loves it 
Yeah, people will appreciate you and they'll love you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, that's been like, I guess, our opera <laughs> special. Our synth opera. I'm not, I can't, I don't know notes. It's or, okay, like, neither do I. Um, but, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you need to follow us at Spooky Shit Pod. Uh, yes. Email us SpookyShipPod at gmail.com with your suggestions about what we should talk about. Yeah. And, okay, if you guys want mummies, if you really want mummies, we can talk about mummies. But. Blah. I don't like them. Oh. I know, but that's part of it. you got to face your fears. I know. Um, what else can they do? Mummies? They don't do anything. They're no, dead. the fucking listen. Oh, Spooky. <laughs> Spookyshit.tumblr.com Spookyshitpod.tumblr.com Oh my god, every time. (laughs) Goodbye! Bye!